CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Uh, this is Free City Radio. Thanks for uh, joining us. We've been hearing a piece by uh, Le Berger to uh, start the program this morning. Today on the program, we are going to be looking at um, the state of the rights of media workers in Egypt um, and also more generally uh, issues uh, in Egypt today in relation to social justice um, and struggles for human rights. We are joined in studio by an, a celebrated Egyptian photographer who's named Amru Salahuddin, um, who's here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Um, Amru, your photographs have been um, shared around the world, uh, and they have addressed um, a variety of different struggles in Egypt. Um, I particularly remember you uh, sharing with me some photographs that uh, were looking at the contemporary realities in the Sinai uh, in Egypt's province. Um, I, I realize that a lot of the photos you took there were taken a few years ago. Um, but uh, I guess I wanted to maybe open with this because the current government in Egypt has been um, very much illustrated by the U.S. administration, by governments in the EU as, quote-unquote, an ally in the struggle against terrorism. Um, that has really been kind of a banner that we have seen underneath be used for pretty serious repression, especially in the region Sinai, which you've visited. I'm just wondering if you could give us a picture of um, how that region illustrates the broader disregard for human rights today by the Egyptian state. Uh, well, Stefan, the last time I was allowed to enter Sinai was in 2013. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was allowed to enter Sinai by the authorities. After that, uh, my latest coverage caused off uh, a ban from entering the peninsula, uh, I think up until now. I was even re refused the right to have a press card, an Egyptian official press card, at the, uh, starting 2013. By the government? By the government, yeah, by the authorities. Um, Sinai um, has been controlled by the army ever since uh, October War in uh, 1973. Um, I, can, I can tell that the situation is close to an aboriginal or autochton struggle against the authorities. However, I mean, the, the Egyptians of the Sinai Peninsula are being treated differently um, than other Egyptians, than us from the valley or from Upper Egypt. Um, it has been always like that since the uh, 1952 military coup. Uh, they were treated as spies, as spies, as uh, traitors uh, to the state, um, which was unclear until the 2013 military coup which revealed the 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 army plans um hand by hand with israel to um forci forcibly move all the citizens uh, from the border side into uh the valley um this was a plan that has been um carried on since 1967 um, the army already carried field executions, outlawed executions uh, in Sinai. Uh, no journalists are allowed to enter the peninsula at all. 
not a single journalist is allowed since 2013. Wow. Uh, only even even state um, uh, uh, newspapers and uh, state television they are they have limited access with company of army personnel only after some intelligence into investigation and um, um, interviews and. Nowadays, um, like two weeks ago, um, um, Ismail Skandarani, he's a, a freelance Egyptian journalist. He was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment by a military, co- by a military court um, for covering Sinai News. Um, he's been accused of joining uh, uh, a banned organization and a terrorist organization, which they, they refer to the Muslim Brotherhood organization, of course. Um, uh, now he he will he will serve ten years in prison for for writing some articles and doing some research uh, over Sinai. Um, my latest coverage uh, in two thousand and thirteen, <clears throat> um, I covered the uh, first known massacre of the army committed to the people of Sinai uh, and the mass arrests that happened. Uh, after an attack on the on an army unit uh, in the middle Sinai, um, these pictures were split all over the the, the world, and um, they were the first and last to be taken. Now, citizen journalists are working in the field, but some of them were being executed by the army, the Egyptian army, the Egyptian army. Yes, uh, some activists were um, assassinated in, in in middle Sinai, especially in middle Sinai. Uh, in areas like uh, Al Qusayim, uh, which is an which is really isolated in the desert, um, now um, you know there are two Rafahs now, two um, uh, cities of Rafah, one Palestinian Rafah and one Egyptian Rafah. Israel wants to clear this area out of any civilians uh, from both Egypt and Palestine, but especially Egypt, because the plan is to push the people of Gaza into uh, Sinai. To get rid of the Gaza problem, once and, and, and for all. Um, now, Sisi, a, a, a joint force of Israel and, and Egypt, bombed Rafah, the Egyptian Rafah. Uh, they killed uh, no one. No one knows how many civilians exactly, but the number varies between 200 and 500 civilians because the rest of them were forced out of their homes. And um, now Rafah doesn't exist. Like if you. Um, Searched on Google, uh, Google Earth, for example, you will not see the city. The city no longer exists. No buildings, nothing. Um, now it's Sheikh Zuaid's turn. It's another city in northern Sinai, near Al Arish, which is the biggest city in Sinai. Um, now it's being bombed and targeted by the army. <clears throat> um, the army actually um, is, is carrying on a, a tactic. Uh, you know that. Um, um, us as civilians, we, we, we should serve in the army for, uh, for an amount that varies from one year to three years in the army. So we're free. We're, we're like uh, uh, free slaves to the army. We don't cost the army anything. So what happens is the army creates checkpoints near the, the, the civilian homes. This checkpoint is, is, is a, a very easy target. It's like a target practice for the uh, armed groups in Sinai. Because within Sinai province, there's, there's groups that are armed, which are fighting the Egyptian military. Today. Yes, uh, this group in, in particular is affiliated with ISIS. Um, they started uh, being active since um, late 90s. 
but they were very uh, specific in targeting uh, the pipeline, for example, the pipeline that takes the gas from Egypt to Israel through Jordan. <clears throat> and uh, after the revolution in 2011, this pipeline was targeted like uh, frequently, uh, like every week. Um, now the situation is, is, is an open war. It's like an open war between these armed groups and the Egyptian army. So once they create a checkpoint, this checkpoint is attacked immediately. So what the army does is that they arrest all the civilians in the perimeter of the attack, accusing them of collaborating with the, with the terrorists. Um, and this kind of persecution pushes the people away from their homes forever, you know. Um, so once this um, uh, checkpoint is eliminated or attacked, they create another checkpoint and sacrifice another uh, another group of soldiers. Uh, eventually, the um, the uh, the Egyptian mm -hmm. uh, civilian soldier, I will call him a civilian soldier. He is untrained. He's not trained at all, and um, he has no experience in a real field. So he's an easy target for the for these groups. And on the other hand, the Egyptian army uses them. I'm talking about the high command of the army. They yeah. use the these the uh, the the army victims, the soldiers, um, for more uh, to to gain more uh, uh, um, allies, green light to do more. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. There, there's a very clear. Um, um, policy from the Egyptian army in regards to its use of lower command soldiers who are uh, conscripted. Conscripted, yes. And also there's this attempt to control militarily the territory in the Sinai, collaboration with the Israeli government, of course, yeah. um, uh, bordering um, the Egyptian Sinai. Um, this military repression you're talking about um, that has been taking place, as you mentioned, since the uh, 2013 military coup, this is uh, a bit more than two years after the 2011 uprising revolution. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if you could, this is a very striking example of the violence that has been taking place, but there's almost, it seems, in the Western press or even the international press to some degree there isn't a detailed focus on the story of egypt today uh what has been happening since uh cc has quote-unquote won the last election uh which i believe he won with some incredible amount of 98 percent or maybe 99 i believe it was 98 wow okay so um well clearly there's um Anyways, uh, they needed these two percent, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was important for the legitimacy of the uh, results. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is obviously a, a, a situation of, of military power enforcing itself in, in 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 government. But given your your focus on on what has been happening, I'm wondering if you could talk about the the generalized sort of political atmosphere in Egypt in regards to repression, but how. Uh, if you have any critiques of the lack of coverage of of Egypt today, because we know so well that during the uprising, the revolution, and then the ongoing demonstrations, the protests against military trials that happened in 2012, and then the then the uh, military takeover, there was a lot of focus on Egypt. But today, there clearly isn't in the same way. What do you, what do you have to say about that? 
Well, I will start by saying that there is no political environment in Egypt. There is no political atmosphere in Egypt at all. There are no political parties. I mean, the parties were actually created by the army to 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 make a sort of opposition, quote unquote. I mean, um, so the 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 lack of media coverage is um, a logical result of the uh, persecution that. I, I would say that uh, 20 journalists, 20 journalists were killed ever since the, the military coup uh, took place in 2013. 20 recorded journalists, four of them were, uh, the, the, there are evidence that four of them were directly targeted by the by army snipers or police snipers for doing their work. Um, 18 of them were photojournalists uh, because they, you know, the photographer is the most visible element in the uh, in the field, um, as you know, I'm uh, sorry, I missed the numbers. There are 20 uh, journalists imprisoned now, and 12 journalists were killed. Not 20. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, um, but 12 is is a huge number. I mean, we passed the number of journalists killed in Russia and in China combined. You know, um, and so and, and those media killings in, in Russia, for example, are really given a lot of coverage in the press in the here, but we don't hear about this. Because the West doesn't support Russia, but the West supports Sisi, which is, yeah, Sisi is the is Israel's guard dog in, 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 in the region. Uh, so he's a valuable treasure for, uh, for, uh, for the West. They, they will not uh, abandon him, um, as they did with the first elected president in, of Egypt in 2012. So as an Egyptian journalist, what, what do you have to say about the fact that this has not been covered? I would not blame local journalists for, for, for the lack of coverage because covering such news now in Egypt would cost you your life. If you're working in the field, if you're reporting any uh, police or army activity, even if it's, if it's not like what they call military secrets, top secrets, it's, or confidential information, if you, if you just... You know, two two journalists were actually arrested for making a documentary about the historical uh, uh, Alexandria Tram. They were arrested for for uh, for uh, filming without a license. There is no license for filming with small cameras in Egypt. You you should have a license if you're if you're um, making creating making making a movie, for example, with a with a big crew and crossing the streets like every everywhere else. But if you're if you're carrying a hand cam, you don't you don't need a license to. Uh, sure, sure. To cover, uh, to 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 take some pictures of the metro or the tram, um, a couple of other photographers, they 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 were like amateur photographers. They were arrested in the metro for taking pictures of the metro. So, um, there's an atmosphere of repression. Exactly, but the thing is, when you go through the uh, Western media or the international media, only news agencies may cover from time to time news in Egypt. Of this kind, I mean, not Sinai, of course. Sinai is, is completely isolated. There's no inf- information at all coming from th- Sinai. Um, well, you talked about how media workers aren't allowed th- in the Sinai Peninsula. Yeah, only official media workers. Which uh, I I cannot consider them media workers. They are they are just I They're mean, not, no objectivity then. Yeah, they they are staff of the authority. Sure. Okay. They um, um, and citizen journalists do roughly 90% of the job and they risk their lives to do it um, 
they can easily get caught because you know Sinai is not really overpopulated like like the like the valley like Cairo for example. Uh, it's, it's it's really the cities in Sinai are really small and uh, most of the small villages are really isolated inside the desert. Like you you need to ride for two hours in, in order to go to a village. So if you cover anything from this village you can easily get caught because you know there are like 2000 people living in this area it's easy to get someone with a camera who can who has access to internet and by the way there's a, um, a huge lack of electricity in, in sinai electricity communication um, as for the i'm talking about the now when i when i talk about the lack of coverage from the western media i'm talking about the um, I'm talking about the uh, daily newspapers and 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 talking about TV stations and you know, uh, but because very few people have access to um, um, news agencies and uh, only professional journalists actually use news agencies to get the news, to use them to do investigations and write articles and. Um, how to solve this i have no idea they need someone in the field they need to send people in the field they might be protected mm -hmm. for being foreigners or not egyptians mm -hmm. but nobody wants to take this risk thank you for sharing your reflections with us today amru i'd really encourage people to check out your work um we'll continue to highlight it here Thank um, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you very much. We've been in studio with Egyptian photographer Amru Salahuddin, uh, who is an amazing photojournalist, um, and uh, really grateful he could be here. We'll finish the show with some music from Maurice Luca, an, an artist in Cairo. Do stay tuned. The XX Files is coming up next. <laughs>